Everybody, get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Lost <laughs> 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 my eye hurts. <laughs> You're doing it again. Every show with something different. My ankle. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. I am uh, Mark Eastman, <laughs> and with me, as always, chittering like a monkey right. in the movie we just saw, right. is Shane Leonard. Hello. We're we're a little. Uh, I think we're a little punch drunk, but we um, we are something. Ha- actually, uh, I, I've been up since four o'clock in the morning, so uh, uh, I'll yeah. Tell you my personal problems and make excuses <laughs> on the show. But you were nervous for the morning. I am, yeah, seriously, I'm drinking coffee this time, and I'm like out of it. Started that, to tell I, me I, I'm I'm out of it, and that movie did did not help. This week we're going to be doing Rock of Ages, but actually, uh, since this is a good week, I know that you're probably tuning in just really desperate to hear what we think of Rock of Ages and want us to get on with that. But we had a few things that we were going to talk about right. beforehand, and one of them is uh, just. I guess there there may be several points to this, but just a general thank you to the listeners. Yeah. We've had a lot of emails. Last week, we had a pretty impressive number of live listeners, and we've had really good listeners on the podcast, and we've had a lot of emails. Shane claims he got an email from somebody. I've, been, I've gotten a few messages. <laughs> thank you. I've gotten a few messages. Um, one was was really nice um, and complimentary, and not that the others weren't, but it, it stood out. I, every once in a while, someone will say something to me through Twitter or not really Facebook because it's really kind of locked down to just being friends, but um, the one that I had, the email it came is um, I've signed up to post comments on your website, right. and I guess I've linked it. There were a bunch of different options oh, right, to link right. it, and I, I guess I linked mine through Google my Google Plus account. Right. And someone sent me an email there, and they said they were going to send it to you as well, so I don't know if that happened or if it got lost, no. but um, it, was, it was a very complimentary message from a couple of women in Pennsylvania who listened to the show, not live. Um, they don't get to go to the movies on opening weekends, but they, they're into uh, entertainment reviews, and they listen to us while they're I think if I'm remembering it right, while they're crafting, they're doing a bunch of crafts um, while everybody's doing other things during the day. So they fire us up, and they took us to task for um, some audio difficulties that we've had. Right. And just basically said, we really like, this is a gross paraphrase, but we really like what you guys are doing. It's fun to listen to you. You don't talk over our heads, which is what we talked about initially wanting to have the podcast be like, but that... It's frustrating when one of the devices, they didn't know we were using phones, I don't think. One of the devices goes down, and then, because it's your podcast, you get the good phone, and I'm just a squelching, staticky monster (laughs) of something. And It's it's obnoxious. And and basically the compliment there was, you know, fix it, because we really like listening. And I thought that was very cool. And it's just cool to hear from people. It's cool to know that people are listening. Um, it'd be cool if people called in or came into the chat room, but um, you know, it's 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 good to know that there are people that are digging it. So right, 
And uh, we might even say we are in the hunt yeah. right now for a major technological overhaul. Right. So in the next week or two, somewhere, we should have a completely upgraded yeah. way in which we approach this. So bear with us for a little bit longer. Right. Um, it's still fine now. I, I have gotten new phones, so, yes. so we should not have a problem there. So it, it does actually, I think, sound pretty good. Yeah. When things are working, it works pretty well. We're just going to uh, upgrade to a different way of doing it, especially because of things we may do in the future that right. it might be helpful. Right. I've also gotten uh, several emails and, uh, you know, what I wanted to say about the emails that I've gotten is, um, you know, just to lump them all together, and nobody said exactly this, I guess, but I've gotten several emails that kind of are in the general area of because we talk about people calling in a lot. Like, we think it would right. be very interesting for people to call in and, you know, jump in, let us know what, what they thought of the movie you know, tell us they think we're crazy or something. Right. Or flat you, out you know, wrong. That, or... Right. We think that would be interesting. And I've gotten several emails, and maybe because we keep talking about people calling in or something, uh, saying that a couple of people, you know, save it and listen to listen to it right. while they're driving. So calling in is not really an option. And other people have had the same thing that that they've said. They. They wouldn't call in anyway. And what people have said they like about the show is that we don't just read reviews, basically. I mean, not that anybody does that, but... Maybe some podcasts do. Maybe they're just... Maybe some do, but the emails that I've gotten, they have said that they listen to several movie review show things, and they try out a lot of them, and when there's a new one that comes out, and a lot of them... It's not like they literally read reviews, but listening to it basically feels like they read reviews. And what people have said they like about us doing this is that it's kind of like we're just talking. It's it's almost like we're not doing a podcast. We're just kind of – we're just talking. And they're just, you know, sitting next to us listening to us talk, and that's what they like about it. And some people have said that they don't want to call in because they feel like – that's just to undo what they like about well, about the show, which is perfectly fine with me. And sure, me too. You know, love yeah. the feedback. And I, when we started doing this, it wasn't because we were about people calling in, right? Like, right. like we really wanted to make sure that we got people to call in. I, right. I just think it would be fun. But in any event, people are listening. People people are emailing us. Yeah, and it's it, all- and it, it's really great, and we really appreciate uh, all the listeners. So and I and I understand that too. We we talked about this briefly like you said. I I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but there are a few. And I don't listen to them live. You know, I save them right. for when I'm driving or when exactly. I've got work to go do. So that makes perfect sense. Or you know, you take go to the gym. Right. Or, you and know, you whatever. you've got something mindless to do. You're walking the dog for 45 minutes to get exercise or whatever, and that's when you save it. And you know, obviously no one's going to call then cuz show's not on. So that that reminds me, you know, that that perspective is what I do too. I just wasn't thinking of it. Right. So So anyway, so there's that. Um so was there anything else that we wanted to do? I don't think there was any other housekeeping things pre-show. Um, yeah. Not really. I'm not really sure either. Uh one thing I do want to mention is that um 
hopefully everyone knows I'm a Broadcast Film Critics Association movie critic. The you know offshoot splinter group of that that I am one of the original members of the Broadcast Television Journalists Association. Their Critics Choice Television Awards is on the 18th. So I just wow. voted for Television Awards. The nominations are up on the site and up all everywhere. Yeah. And it's apparently not being televised this year. It was televised last year on VH1, just like the Critics' Choice Movie Awards are. Right. But apparently it's not. It's not. But there are tons of stars there. Right. Which I thought it was really weird. Everyone's showing up, but they're not televising it. I, I think possibly because John Hamm last year made a lot of fun of it. And it when he, was that the one that he kind of parodied and mocked a little it, bit? And, yeah, he did because it, it was the first one, so it was very small. Right. Um, it was very cool. There were a lot of very cool television critics that were involved in it, and I don't, you know, say that just because I'm one right. of them. No, no. There were a lot of big television critics that voted, and I think it's a really cool thing. Just like I think, obviously, the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, because. You know, I think a critic award is just more interesting. That right. could just be me, but a little biased. Uh, there, but but then not. it was the first one, so it was in kind of a small thing. And he made, you know, he was like, "We're going over to the, you know, bar right. mitzvah in right. the next room afterwards." <laughs> yeah. So you know, I don't know. He he was kind of poking fun That's at too bad. And uh, not that that he probably wasn't even being malicious. He was just probably trying to be a little funny about it, and it just got taken. I don't, maybe he's just a jerk. Maybe he's a it, jerk. It, <laughs> it could be. But anyway, that is on the 18th. Uh, so you know, to keep your uh, eyes open. Uh, right. I mean, I will be letting you know who won, but every everyone will be. But I do want to say one thing about those wards. Um, for the most part, I was not involved with the nominating process this year like I was last year. And some of the nominations, uh, I encourage everybody to look through the nominations. You can see it at com. You can get the list of what's nominated. And because I would like people to chime in about what did not get nominated that they think should have and what should have that they think shouldn't have or whatever, because they, I think they were a little weird this year. And I'm not going to go through every single point that I thought was weird, but the one thing that I thought was really odd is that uh, Kevin Costner was nominated for Best Actor in a Movie or Miniseries for uh, Hatfields and McCoys. But Hatfields and McCoys itself was not nominated for Best Movie or Miniseries. Right. And three different things that are British television shows, not movies or miniseries, were nominated for movies or miniseries. Mm. There was uh, Downton Abbey, yep. Sherlock, and Luther. Oh, yeah. None of those are actually movies or miniseries. <laughs> they're just shows. I mean, they're yeah. just series. Right. And, uh, you know, it's there's a different style of putting out a show in British shows. Right. Because what they usually do is have very short runs, most most of their shows are, you know, six to like maybe 10, 12 episodes at the most, something like that. That's what they do. And for a long time, I mean, historically, uh, obviously, tons of people know this and everything. You know, it, you'd get six shows. And that's right. like shows like 
faulty towers and stuff. You know, you you have six shows and that's what you do. And yeah. th- it's just a whole different concept for a lot of things right. anyway that come out of British television. And and so it just infuriates me that there are three You're doing it wrong. There are basically. three TV yeah. shows nominated for <laughs> movie or miniseries, and and that somehow left out Hatfields and McCoys, which right. quite frankly obviously should win. It's yeah. not even like a question. It that should be what, You've been pro Hatfields and McCoys for like the win. last three or four weeks. It's been you know but it's it's been big. Good. Did good. you watch it? I have it saved. I haven't right. actually had I wanted to watch it as it was airing, like as a right. nightly thing, because I know it was on three different nights, and I just didn't get a chance to do it. I had the opportunity to see nights two and three, and obviously, why would I do that? Right, right. Night now that so I just right. DVR'd it, and I'm going to sit down right. and check it out when I well, get Well, anyway, it, it's it's that good. I mean, cool. it, especially for if you have a category, TV, movie, right. and miniseries, and you can't come any, up with anything better... <laughs> To compete with it than things that don't even actually fit in the category, then clearly it should win, right? Yeah. There are actually other things nominated. I think there are two other nominees that actually are one's a movie. I think this is kind of a actually. this is kind of a fun moment in the anyway, podcast right. where last week you put Rotten Tomatoes on on the stand. This <laughs> yeah. week you've got this. I'm you know I think now it's I'm going to get got... kicked out of no. <laughs> that will be great too. That'll be the best part of the whole. Sorry, thing, but, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, hey, if they can't take a little criticism, right? So anyway, so okay, that's uh, out of the way. I think that's there was, cool. I think there was actually something else I was going to mention, but uh, it, well, we can obviously let tie it in later. Um, and and the reason that I feel okay with all, all this babbling that we're doing about other <laughs> things is that uh, I could care less about watching Rock of Ages. Um, uh, what is funny is that I was, uh, I was. Telling you a few minutes before we started, I right. was I was listening to the beginning part of last week's podcast. If you, <laughs> that's probably going to show up on the air. That's yeah. my Great Dane's head knocking against the table. Um, it's okay. Probably. Last week I said what's going to happen is that as we do this show, for the most part, this is going to be weekly at best. Right. And in any given week, for doing for purposes of doing this. We're just not going to go see things that I really don't think I'm going to like. Right. If I if something's coming out and I'm like, well, that's the really big thing, but I know I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Like basically, like Battleship. Right. Which it turns out I was wrong, and we probably should have gone to see that. I still haven't seen it. But I still haven't. Oh but, man. But you know that's kind of the example. That was of, a good one. That just looked to me like I want right. nothing to do with it, and that's just not what we're going to review. And and I and I said it's that doesn't mean we're not going to see bad movies, right? Which leads us to Rock of Ages because, because well, another I thing do you, not expect this to be that bad. Yeah, and so the other thing that you also that, well, there's but, the other thing you also said, which is it makes only good sense. You know, it's only reasonable to go see the film that is going to be the big draw for the week. Right. You know, and that that certainly made sense. The week Battleship came out. That was Dark Shadows, right? That was the week we went to Dark yeah, Shadows. Yeah, I mean, right. it just it, if we missed the boat on Battleship, no pun intended, then that's too bad. But really, there was no argument. If we had right. reviewed Battleship over Dark Shadows, it, it would have been foolish. Right. So. Or the uh, not only necessarily the big draw, but the big draw, or something that we have a 
fair reason to believe there's going to be right. interesting things to yeah. talk about yeah. and stuff like that. You know, when uh, when the next Twilight movie comes out, right. that'll there, be a big draw. There, were, there will hopefully be something better. <laughs> if not, that, that we we'll could, be there. We'll that tell we you. Find. Yeah. No, seriously, I don't think I, I – I actually – I haven't seen the one right before this one. The whatever one's coming out, this I, is like the part two thing. You haven't seen this anything, is like This is right? a conversation you're all alone on because <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Right. Uh, when that comes out, I don't care what big what right. draw it is. I, I highly doubt we'll go to see it unless just nothing else opens right. that weekend or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we're it, really looking it, ahead. It, it, it was it, it was yeah. It and we might as well because otherwise we have to start talking about Rock well, of Ages. Well, let's get right into Rock of Ages for those that are tuning in, you know, to hear it because we did tell everybody we were going to do it last week. So let's we can get it out of the way and. And um, actually, before you do that, um, because we didn't actually tell them um, we, we were going I to do we were... What we told oh, them wait, was that was we probably would have an off week. Right. right so right. actually, this is the thing that I'm really interested oh, okay. to see what happens with the show. And now I'm probably, you know, ruining that because I refuse to talk about the movie and people are <laughs> tuning out. Right. Yeah. But uh, because there's no there was that. no warning on this. I only set it up on Blog Talk Radio yesterday. Interesting. So there's no big intro coming up. There's no people can see that it's coming. Right. And, and, boom, we told there, them, and boom, there's a show. And we told them that might and, not even happen anyway. Right, and we told them there might wow. not be. So now to see what kind of numbers we okay. get on this show, that, uh, great. that will be very Self-sabotage. So anyway, okay, Rock of Ages. You, <laughs> I, I, you, I sort of cut you off. and no, you, well, You're no. interested to talk about it, so you, you go ahead. You... <laughs> You loved it. Why exactly? I love this part of the review where we basically take turns throwing each other under the bus. Um, all right, look, we literally just walked out of seeing this film. Like, you know, we do more often now than right. not. Tw- 20 is, minutes Which ago, is interesting. Half an hour ago. Um, Rock of Ages, and this is what I was starting to tell you, but I was just going to save it because we had like 30 seconds before we were on right. air. Rock of Ages has one huge problem for me. And it's the biggest, biggest problem that they have. Oh right, this was interesting because I wanted to know and this how is, you could this is pick. the most. This is the most goof, right? Because you've got a plethora of issues with the film, and I really just have one problem that is kind of like this umbrella issue. It kind of casts a little bit over all these little things. The movie's two hours and three minutes. It, it should have been no more than ninety minutes. The right. fact that the movie is this long when my feeling is that the movie is I, the movie's not made for me. I'm not this kind of film person. I don't. We were, we were talking about this before the film started. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that really is crazy about Glee. But right. Glee is super popular right now, and it makes perfect sense why this film is adapted, you know, from the stage. Sure. And as a disclaimer as well, I've never seen the play. So I'm only commenting on the movie I just saw, which is what we should do anyway, but sometimes they have tie-ins, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, the movie, for me, wasn't raucous, fun, super great stuff, because I'm not into that glee thing that's very popular right now. But it it had moments that it was entertaining to me, and partially because I was in the mindset of just, like, I know this is going to be a glee kind of film, like, it's also strange to use it as an adjective when I don't watch the show, but I'm very aware of what the show right. is. So, um, the movie suffers when they're not singing. You know, when it relies on what it has as a plot, that's when it it really bogs down. And the right. fact that the movie is over two hours long, 
means it bogs down a lot. Like it is if if there is a if there's a recipe for the ingredients of why this could be fun and probably is fun for other people, it's the singing, it's the the popular mashup of songs. Like you take right. you take several songs that are very popular in the late '80s. Um, and they even cheat a little bit. The movie's set in 87, and I love how they start using songs from, like, early 90s. They haven't been written yet, and they're not pretending... Some of the characters pretend to write some of these hits, but it's really, like, well, and stretching. It's, a, it's another one of those movies. We just saw something else, um, and I won't be able to think of it right now, but we just saw something else where it's very slippery about how much time passes from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Right. You're not really sure. Like, you have to... You have to feel like some things that happen, surely they must have known each other for a while and not just since yesterday. Right. Like you, like it's right. somehow implied. This isn't by like a weekend happens. film, right? This right. is kind of like I felt like nine months to a year. I thought at least it was by the end of the film. By the I time you get to come, the very end, right? I thought they'd had enough time in between. But, but, but really, Mark, for me, like seriously, this is the biggest problem with the movie. It's not, you know, the casting actually is fine. The the goofy mashups, uh, the mashups of songs are interesting, and they're popular, um, and they actually were kind of neat the way they bled into each other. Songs that have nothing Some to do with them, each right, other, yeah. they kind of blended in, and they were duets, and and that was interesting to me. Um, but really, it, it's the time. It's just it's too. It tries to do too much, and I, again, because I haven't seen the play, I don't know if it's trying to tell the story the play has, or if it's just. This is like word for word, this or if is, we've tried right. to expand if things. If it's basically yeah. maybe even the play is a shorter run. It's just about this boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets record contract. Right. You know, but there is something very funny about this to me beyond that, which is kind of what I'm breaking down. It has all the really fun components of the cheesiest of '80s movies and the '80s movies that were about dance. Like I told you when I went when we were sitting down, I'm like I'm going into this with the mindset that I'm about to watch Break Into Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> right, right. and those films, all those things that are parodied, have this really funny thing that this movie, when it was entertaining, it had. You've got this um, instead of like a youth center in those films, you've got this nightclub, and the nightclub's in monetary trouble, and he's trying to get this famous guy to come back and do a show. The guy's a train wreck. And it turns out that because it's rock and roll, you've got the higher-than-thou and holier-than-thou mayor and his haughty-taught wife who are out to shut it down with their Satan is bad and rock is the devil. And they have to have one big gig to save the studio. You know, it's it's all these fun components up to Mary J. Blige is the... The the uh, the madam with a heart of gold who takes people in and rejuvenates their lives and all of these fun goofy horrible components from films I see you rolling your eyes at me at you know that are an 80s guilty pleasure are in this movie and it would have been a well it would have been a really different film if it had been a half hour shorter but yeah. it would have been a much more entertaining movie for me if it had just only been 90 minutes. Well, that's the big thing for me that is wrong with the movie. See, now, I never picked that. When, I know, you were when, looking for when me you were thinking, saying, like, oh, Tom Cruise is miscast, or... Uh, well, you, uh, I kind of got from what you were saying, like, something that the movie, like, kept doing, or that kept showing did. up. It kept running. Well, right, but that's not what, that's not what I'm, <laughs> that's not what's going to pop in my mind well, when you say the movie keeps doing something, and I'm like, it keeps I'm going. thinking, like, the... 
voices of someone or 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 certain things or what keeps happening. So, uh, so yeah, I would have never guessed that. I agree that the movie completely is too long. I don't even know if 90 minutes is... It is good. It could be like 80, 80, 80 minutes, minutes or I mean, it, something it, like that. There's it, enough there to tell the, the story. The thing, just... the thing that's weird in it is in the way that it's too long. Because what what you have, I mean, uh, hopefully everyone just is familiar with the general theory of the movie. Right. Um, you know, you've got your your young guy who saves the the girl coming from Oklahoma. It's always right. Oklahoma. I, I was uh, I thought it might be Nebraska for a minute, but it's yeah, no, it like Oklahoma it or Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's always one of those. But she gets on the bus to go to L.A. Right. As soon as she gets there, she gets mugged and has her stuff stolen. So then right. she gets, she goes to work. You know, the bar back at this at this bar becomes. Pretty much the boyfriend, the, the main and, character. Right. The, these two are like really the main characters, and you know she gets a job there. Now she's got her own investment in this in this crazy bar, right? <laughs> and, but the thing that's weird is you, you take those two people as your main character and all this other stuff that happens, and it's it's not only like '80s movie. It's almost like if had there been a Lifetime Network in the '80s, it would be like some movie that they would make, right? Yeah. Except not, you know, they wouldn't make the musical version, right? But it's right. the same plot. As, oh, it would have been no as music. A jillion, for, right. As a jillion movies that you've seen, it's it's the exact right. same plot. You know everything that's coming, right? The first time you see Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie, you know exactly where she's going to be at the end of the movie. Right. I mean, everything about this movie is utterly obvious and completely telegraphed as far as the main plot goes. And what's weird about the way that it's long is I've actually mentioned this, too, about some recent movies, is that it it has that plot, and it's all – everything works. It's all spelled out. I I suspect that it's very close to the Broadway musical plot. I think so. And then somebody goes, cram some other scenes in there in the middle. Right. And you see those scenes come up where it's like, you know, we were here for a second, and then boom, we're here for no reason. It The plot doesn't flow like a movie right. plot. You know, you're usually watching a movie, and you get to the next scene, you know why you're there. Right. And in this movie, there were several times, especially getting kind of close to the end, you know, all of a sudden we had that scene where Mary J. Blige sings... And it was, and she, you know, she walks up to the girl and says, "So, how are you doing?" And it's like completely out of nowhere, just right. like from what we were watching before. It was just like, bam, here's this other scene. Yeah, and and that's that's where all the length in the movie comes from. It feels like it's a, it's yeah. got a bunch of scenes that are just crammed in. Like somebody said, you know, somebody gave him a script and said, "Here's this 88 minute right. version of the movie," and and it was. Probably a pretty nice script, I bet. And and someone for some reason is going hacked on. Make it over two hours. It's something right around the time you're talking about too. This is when it started getting longer. Is there's a scene when Tom Cruise's character 
is uh, he's the Axl Rose of this story. He's the unpredictable, right. talented musician who's kind of off in his own little world and time frame. And he confronts his manager, Paul Giamatti, because there's been a negative story that's come out in Rolling Stone magazine. And this scene exists for about 12 minutes, and it needs to be two. Right. And it's, it's right around the time. nowhere. It doesn't do anything, and it has these weird things that would never show on Broadway. There's, a, there's an economy to storytelling yeah. in different mediums. And movies certainly get it if you've got a budget. And this has tons of stars in it, you know, and you could probably say, well, we had to give right. so many minutes to so many people. Or maybe it was just a, an oversight by the director or the, or the writers. Um, but that scene where Tom Cruise's strange pet monkey, uh, pet baboon, hey man, right. um, is throwing things to distract Paul Giamatti to give you the, you know, the sense of like he's in danger. But this is like comedic danger. He's not right. really in any danger at all. All he has to do is read a paragraph. And then Tom Cruise has to fire him, right. and this scene just drags. Right, and there's 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 no payoff to the scene. Absolutely not. That is, I guess, like commensurate with how long we've watched the scene. Right, right. We, after that amount of time, there the, should be something. The, the only and, payoff you get is that he fires him. Right. Nothing else funny or interesting happens in the scene, right. or or anything like that. And there's no. It, it's almost like you expect there to be more than just he walks out. Right. When right. when we've been doing it so long, but there's a lot of scenes like that. But now, here's the the thing for me is that I, I have way more problems with this movie than than maybe you do. I, I don't know that that changes our final. I I was star rating yeah. comparison, right? I think we're gonna be pretty different with this because. Do you really? Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe maybe I'll be surprised. I I just looked up one quick thing, not to cut you off, but I thought the other thing that was of a minor problem was that it was rated too low. I thought a movie about rock and roll doesn't have to be X, doesn't have to be R, really. It could have been PG-13, and still there's a lot of leeway between PG and PG-13 that right. they could have gotten some more. doesn't have to be like The Hangover, just because there's a monkey in it. This was PG-13. They, okay. they, they had leeway, and they didn't use it. Right. You know, and that, that was my other thing, which is right. it, it, to, to buffer the scenes when there's nobody singing, it should have been not necessarily full of TNA, but it could have been more... Torqued. Right. And it wasn't. It was very, very light. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was, but also it was bizarre it, <laughs> in the way that it did things that are non-PG things sometimes. But, like, there were, there just were a lot of odd things in the movie. And the perfect example is that one of the scenes where we start singing, yeah. he's peeing. While right, I know you love that. Singing. I know he's at the urinal and he's just start and, and, and singing like, rock, <laughs> and you can hear him pee right. while he's singing. Right, I'm like, what? It? You cracked up at that, point. <laughs> and it did. wasn't because the scene was funny, I, and it is funny. What? But you were just like, what am I watching? I'm like, what is the what is the like artistic uh -huh. theory behind making that decision? Why right. why does that make sense for what's right. going on? But there's a lot of stuff in this movie where. And one of the things I don't like about it, and maybe some people do like about it, there are a lot of things in the movie that are stupid for the sake of being stupid. Right. Possibly that's an example. Maybe, maybe but, not. But, you know, there's like the tongue in the ear. Yeah, there's, there's a lot the, of tongue action. There's the open your mouth right. and, and that goofiness to that scene. Yeah. There's that whole, like, singing to the crotch yeah. fiasco. Yeah. I don't know. Which are clearly... Trying to be stupid. Right. I mean, trying to be like over the top, ridiculous. Right. 
And I don't know that it fits with everything else exactly. I mean, it kind of does maybe, but it's also it's just it's just yeah. stupid and right. didn't do anything. For it me. didn't really work, but it there's yeah, but there's a bit of an argument oh, for why it's there. Overall, I thought um, I, I thought the movie had way more problems. And the one thing that I I will say is that you know, like I frequently say, as long as Paul Giamatti gets money, I, I'm okay with that. Except <laughs> he's kind of walking the line here <laughs> because he's in this movie at all. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say that is a, a positive about this movie that is surprising is that I like Tom Cruise in it. He's and, really fun. And I don't like Tom Cruise. Yeah. In For decades now, yeah. I haven't liked anything that he was in, really. Even the Mission Impossible movies, I, I like tolerate him in. Yeah. And, you know, the last one of those was actually not that bad. Ghost Protocol is really good. But, um... I feel like I tolerate him. I don't like him as an actor. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. So I expected not to like him. But I really kind of like him in this. And somehow he does this really well. And I I don't think it's the kind of thing where, you know, you're reading the script to this, uh, the final script where right. we really know everything that's going to happen because I suspect that there's that earlier script, right? Yeah. Um, where you really know everything that's going to happen, and you read that and you go, well, Tom Cruise. Right. Uh, <laughs> clearly, this is <laughs> Tom Cruise's role, yeah. right? I don't think that <laughs> this is that kind of role. So I was I was surprised that he was I, – I, I feel like he really kind of pulled something off here to be – as good as he is in this, and right. as uh, to fit into this role as as much as he did in a way that when I don't even like him and I can like him in this, then then that's pretty good. That's something. <laughs> I mean, right. no, that's, it's always good if somebody that you're kind of disposed against surprises you with but, performance. So, uh, other than that, my my problem really with the whole movie is this is the feeling I I had if I can just somehow maybe give up like a whole review and just like the feeling I had of the yeah. movie. I got the feeling that it's like there were, there was like a high school drama club, right? Uh-huh. And they went and saw some really cool musical that they liked, or maybe they just watched a lot of glee or, right. or something like that. Right. Yeah. And without improving their skills at, writing or acting or singing or anything else, right. somebody gave them, like, $200 million to make a movie. Right. And it's just, I just felt like I was watching some not even especially good high school drama club make a movie at me. Yeah. And somehow a bunch of actors got involved. I mean, right. it just, everything was as obvious as it could be and you know even from the very beginning she gets on the bus uh-huh. you know and she pulls out the picture and then she turns it over and then she smiles so you can read it you know and then right. the, like everything in the movie is like that everything in the movie is like the most obvious painful facial expression and you know the next the most obvious thing happens except um you know the the russell brand end thing is not maybe the most obvious thing that could happen, but right. It, but just everything was so musical stagey in a weird way. And I, I wonder too, with the time thing, now that, now that I'm thinking about that, you know, when you're, when you're up doing the Broadway musical, your song number can be long and right. they often are. 
and especially if you're doing kind of a mashup thing, you know, it's like watching Glee sometimes. Yeah. You know, the, the, they can have long musical numbers, and in a movie, people are not wanting that to be in the even the musical movie. Right. It's still the musical number can be this long, and then do something else. Mm-hmm. And so, but now there's a difference in time of what's going on with the story. So maybe there wasn't that much story. Yeah. To make or something. Well, they like wanted that, to. They certainly wanted to get as many songs in as possible. I mean, this is not like seven, eight, nine, eleven. I mean, I think there's like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. I mean, there's a yeah, lot. Of there's songs. a lot. Yeah. And I'm not counting like two songs for one mashup. Right. I mean, there are a lot of songs, and they're using. You know, you don't have to love heavy metal to like this movie. You don't even have to have liked heavy metal in the '80s to like this movie. You just have to understand what heavy metal meant to the 80s to like the movie, I think. I, I see now I disagree with you there. Well, I think... I because think, uh, I think, uh, like you're saying, I, I don't think you need to have liked heavy metal or, like, say, had those albums that she had, right? right? And know who Quiet Riot is at the end right. or Def Leppard and stuff like that. You're saying you don't need to have known who those people are to like the movie. I'm sort of on the side of you can't know who those people are to like the movies. I, you know, uh, no. I was a junior in high school in 1987. I had all those albums. Right. I, I knew all those songs. From the song point of view, like that, parts of the movie were really uh, almost kind of just blasphemous. I mean, you know, the "Pour Some Sugar on Me" song. I was like, oh my god, any other song? Yeah. And Tom Cruise like doing this. That part I didn't like. That part I hated, and it, but it had nothing to do with Tom Cruise, actually. It was just that the way he was kind of like flitting around the stage, you know, singing. I mean, I suppose that was supposed to look really good and and rocker or something. But there were parts where, you know, he just is like, I, I don't know, being very weird. It well, was look, not Def Leppard. Look, but, let, me, let me maybe, <laughs> maybe try to clarify it. I'm, the, the audience that would be the primary driving factor for this film right now is your Glee audience. Right. And they're people younger than us. Right. These people younger than us, like this movie's interesting. Like to be interested in the music falls outside of a demographic of people who are currently around. But Glee, and again, as I admitted before, I don't really watch Glee, but I understand it seems to draw on music that isn't contemporary. It's older It's older music. Right. Older, it's, like, well, 80s and now 90s. now it's kind of a mix, but now, okay. now it's kind know, of but, open. But what, but, I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is you don't have to be our demographic. I'm no, not right. entirely sure people that grew up in the 80s or early 90s are going to love this movie. They'll, to some extent, I actually, this is the part of the fun of the later part of our review where we have to give it some stars. It's going to be interesting to think, um, I didn't necessarily go crazy about this movie, but I would suggest this movie easily to about 15 of my friends right now because I know they love this. They love, not Glee, but they love the 80s, hair metal, heavy metal scenes so much that this will be a trip for them. But what I'm saying is that with the people right, that are... See, but it's most of it is so obnoxious in the way that it talks about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, I think it's I think it's trying to do that. I honestly do. I think that's part of like why the most ludicrous scenes, with the exception of the guy singing when he was urinating, um, all are around Tom Cruise's character because he's supposed to be the gravity in the movie that represents the the musician who only wants green M and M's in his trailer and has to have a live shark in a tent. You know, you you have this sense of rock godness and what they expect and what their demands are, and I think that's why when you have people singing into each other's crotches. 
it's only when Tom Cruise is on the scene because he's that guy. He's the rock god that makes all of these crazy stories about rock gods human. Right. And and that doesn't happen in the other scenes. So I think the movie is consciously saying this is why we're doing it here. And in the same way that I think that, you know, the demographic for us isn't necessarily people who were there at the time. It's going to be people who are nostalgic for that time. And maybe people that are nostalgic that they were never for time. in Exactly, because that's the success of Glee. People are loving all of this stuff that they weren't around for. And they're so into Glee, which is has like a an episode based on people that you know were in the late '80s for music, and they weren't alive for that stuff. Right. There's a there's a very new sense of nostalgia for a nostalgia in a time you haven't been, right. and it's very comforting to them. You know, I'm not saying that's not that new. Actually. I'm not saying neon but, leg warmers are going to make it you know way right. back, but I'm saying that the idea that this stuff was better than it was is actually the nostalgia I'm talking about. I didn't like hardly any of those bands at that time. Um, but I love 80s music, right? you know? I think, it, it's just, it's a weird shift. I think what's cool, and, uh, you know, I don't know the story of the Broadway musical uh, or how, how much this matches onto it and everything, but I think it's funny that Journey is like, you know, Don't Stop Believing is like the anthem of Glee. It's like the... Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch this show. It, it is. It's. it's I mean, like, I get it, but I don't, don't see stop, it. Don't stop believing is from the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. I think there were even maybe a couple of Journey songs, but the big thing was was Don't Stop Believing, and that is you know just the anthem of that show forever. It's right. like the it just goes on from the pilot as the, an extension of the idea, right? Whatever, like, right. Yeah. Okay. And now I should say this too, because when uh, you know you can go look it up on rescreening.com if you're interested. Um, okay. w- when Glee came out, when the it had the pilot came out like about now, right? And then it the show there was nothing else until the fall, it right? Was, it, it was a primer. It, it, it yeah. was regular in the fall. Yeah. When that pilot came out, I raved about. Glee. I loved that episode of television. Yeah, uh, I thought that was one of the best pilots that has been put together in a really long time. I loved the first year of the show. It started doing something completely different in the second season, yeah. I think. And for a while, it still was kind of okay. But now, I hate Glee. <laughs> I really You're do. Against happiness. The newest episodes... I can't stand. The show has gone wrong completely. And What's so it's, different? Like, what? Is there anything you can your It's not just the feeling. It's got to be like... It's the way they do things. Although, I will say that uh, the Matt Bomber episode went, that, that was recent. You won't have any... Is there one? You won't have <laughs> I mean, any I idea. I don't know any of this. You won't have any idea what I'm talking about. But he was on not that long ago and did uh, Someone That You Used to Know. Okay. A huge yeah. thing. Um, you know, it's just gotten weird. It's basically like gotten lost in its own sense of ego. And, yeah. uh, you know, everything is some big statement and right. one goofier thing after the next. And, you know, at first it was really interesting writing. And a lot of what was interesting about the first year and especially the first episode is that a lot, it was like hyperbole. Yeah. I mean, it was like beyond the beyond, right? I mean, the the guy that the 
the football playing jock bully locks into the um, porta potty yeah. is actually a kid in a wheelchair. Okay. And everything that happens is like that. Everything that's bad about it's like everything that's bad about high school is worse than it could ever be. Right. right? There's right. the uh, the crazy leader of the cheerleaders who is you know far beyond anything anyone could ever get away with doing yeah. as a person who worked at a high school right yeah, i mean nice. everything is beyond and it and it was funny and the songs were cool and right. you know i don't know it just was really good it's just lost itself in its own ego and i almost sort of feel like this movie is not first season glee this movie is you know like third or fourth <laughs> season glee like where we're just yeah, being insane. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. There were things that were trying to be funny, I guess, that I just was like all I could think about while I was watching the movie was comparing the sets and comparing the shots and working out the schedule of the shooting and going, okay, that was like 6 hours of shooting. This was the same day to day two. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I did that. This was, you I know, this, they went to the fun. beach that one time. <laughs> For you know uh, the afternoon, yep. and and then by the time I'm done, I'm like going. They filmed this movie in like a week, right. or you they could have. Yeah, you and you're like, this is quick. <laughs> but just because it's so goofy, it's almost like I think of it kind of like a Trading Spaces movie. Not like because it's similar to Trading Spaces, but because no, you have yeah. to bet among the rich people for a dollar. Like somebody bet somebody that they couldn't get <laughs> these people to be yeah. in this dumb movie. Despite giving them a script where they do these completely stupid things, I don't know. There's just there's something in the background of this movie that I just it I can't you. I can't well, stand. There were I I was thinking that I actually had that same thought. Sometimes I'll do that during a movie. When now you're see, like getting all nice, but we walked out of the theater and you were going. I was very angry. With you. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> well, I was. You, you know, can't I was, pick I was, the movies <laughs> anymore. We pick them on right. runtime. No, <laughs> I was I was very annoyed that it lasted 45 to 50 minutes long than it needed to, you know, and again, part of that for me is I look at a film, even even a throwaway film um, that's just set out to really just let you have fun, like forget all this stuff, we're not going to make you think about social issues or allegories to the economy or big good guys, bad guys, just come and entertain for a couple right. hours, and I understand that, but... Um, it's been a long time since yeah, I'm talking about all kinds of TV I, I don't watch or haven't watched. <laughs> it's been a long time. I'm going somewhere very quick with it, though. It's been a long time since I've seen anything American Idol related. Like, I don't right. even – it's not even – there's a part of me that if I'm not interested in any sport, with the exception of NASCAR, and I mean American sports, it's not like I'm tuning into World Cricket Highlights yeah. I actually really like highlights. awesome. Um, but um, – it, with the exception of NASCAR, I'll watch the championship of anything. Super Bowl, World Series, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. If it's the big deciding championship thing, I'll I'll probably check it out. Um TV's a little different. Like I don't watch even like the end of American Idol cuz I don't care. I haven't seen anybody go through it at the end. It's well, just right. two or three people that I don't know and you just to pick one, you might as well flip a coin. Right. I say this by way of saying I started looking at this movie in the way that um I had seen some clips of the season that Chris Daughtry was on. And it, it was almost like they, again, I don't watch it, so if it's changed, it's different. But when I was seeing these scenes, they come out and they sing like a cover of Johnny Cash or Live, and you have 45 seconds to do 
an abbreviated cliff note version of the hit. You right. get one chorus and then you get the first, you know, the right. first lead in. Glee, uh, excuse me, Glee. I'm still on Glee. Rock of Ages is kind of like that. The songs are very abbreviated, right, right. even when they're not mashups. Like they're just very quick and they're set up to transition stories. Um, when she starts singing, you know, the the Harden My Heart song. And she's basically doing it to transition from a heartbreak moment through the rain to introduce the new character of Mary J. Blige. You know, that exists for that moment. Um, and it's and it's interesting to see the songs abbreviated because, like you said, they I don't I don't know anything about the Broadway show. I don't know the right. running time of the Broadway show. Um, for all I know, the show is like three hours with a 40 minute intermission. And man, wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I I goofily lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was you have the, You were going to go somewhere quick with this, and then in the end, you went nowhere. Well, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking see, about it, you talking about all the different things, and it'll come back to me. The thing to me, too, is that if this could just be something entertaining and fun, you know, I could get behind it. But oh, I know what I thought. But it's not entertaining or fun. I, I wasn't having fun. And one of the things that kind of came together for me at the end Yeah. Because most of the time that I was watching this, what I was thinking was, I hate this, <laughs> and like I hate this in theory. I mean, oh yeah, right. It's it's more it, than it, just not enjoying it, the movie. It's enjoying right. The, it's like it's not like I could yeah. change this and this and make it better. It's yeah. just like it's stupid for the sake of being stupid. A lot of it, I thought, not even just the parts where Tom Cruise is there. <laughs> but what came together for me, kind of. As we got to the end and they got, you know, they got back together. I mean, yeah, I'm spoiling the movie. But they they kind of come back together and then, you know, then there's this whole uh, Tom Cruise makes things right, gives a bunch right. of money to the bar. He saves the youth center. And, I'm then, telling you. and then he has this thing where he, when he's doing the Rolling Stone interview and he's like, I'm looking for that, you know, perfect song. You know, it's all Eddie, of the, Eddie and the Cruisers right. and stuff. And, you know, you see a little Paul Giamatti devil on his shoulder <laughs> going, play dark side, play right. dark side, right? And But then it, as you get to the end, you know, then you hear the song and it's Journey, obviously. Right. right. And he's, you know, then he kind of perks up his ear and he's like, what's that? What's that music? Right. And he walks out there. And what kind of came together as these different parts came together for me was that there is actually a version of this movie somewhere that I like in some, you know, alternate universe or something where they pay a little bit more attention to trying to have this story come together not so much like, you know, we're looking at Electric Boogaloo or something, mm -hmm. which... I'm telling you, they got to save the youth center by breakdancing in the street. If that's your guilty pleasure, that's fine. But that's there is a movie that could be made out of what we've got going yeah. with this movie that is a lot closer to things from the 80s like some kind of wonderful or oh that's not a musical no it's not a musical but the the story is i mean the story is still the same right. i mean it's, right. it's still like well the, if you're gonna hold it up to that kind of i mean there are a lot of films that are gonna let you down if you're thinking you know there'll be another some kind of wonderful or if you're gonna have a no i'm not i'm just saying if they would have you know worked this worked the story closer to what i think the story could have been Right. The the actual plot of the movie, I think, gets completely lost with all the stuff that we try to fill back in. I mean, you've got 
as you get towards the end, and we have to we have to wrap it all up because oh my god, this movie's been on for so long that we have to like <laughs> come on tie things together, yeah. right? They have to get back together, send them back to the Hollywood sign, and right. make up, and oh my gosh, you know, um, <laughs> like right. there's this whole like threes company. I didn't realize you didn't really have sex with them, whatever. I mean, everything <laughs> just starts coming back together. Right. And there's that plot in there somewhere that we have been, you know, ignoring woefully and avoiding right. the whole time we've been watching whatever nonsense we've been yeah. watching. And if they would just work the plot back in there, I mean, you know, maybe that's not the perfect example comparison movie, but... I, I know what you're saying. So, I know what you're saying. Some other eighties. No, I get it. it. It's it's like it's not so much that whether it's a musical or not. It's just that it's so eighties. Yeah. You know. I know. I I see what you mean. Yeah. I just for a second I thought you were saying like if it was just tighter and more polished it could be as great as this and I'm thinking you know a lot of films can be broken down a lot of stories can be broken I don't down know that the some same. kind of wonderful is exactly like Citizen Kane that oh, you know man, movies it, can't live 80s, up to it or something. Eighties it is. No, it's not um, even a John Hughes movie, so... Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> no, I remember what I was starting to say. Again, I thought of it three seconds after I confessed I couldn't. When we were talking about how we, the movie seemed to be looking, this movie is actually... This was all I could think about for the first 15 minutes. Once I got over the cliche bus scene that you've already referred to, because... Nobody should that do... That was so horrible. Nobody should do a scene on a bus with people singing on it again, because... Cameron Crowe has done it the best way it can be done with Almost Famous. Now, I'm not saying you can't do something that someone else has done, but you're just not going to top it. And if you can't, if you can top it, do it. But if you can't, just, just leave it alone. But they're not that, even trying to top it. After that moment, um, it reminded me very much of years ago. I used to. I never really was too concerned with the MTV Music Video Awards, but I loved the beginning. I loved the first 15 minutes when whoever the host was had like this really crazy montage of of tributes to films and they were making fun of films and it was just a really fun mashup and they started doing it at the Oscars once it got popular with MTV which right. was a weird thing for the Oscars to do. This is in a lot of ways like an extended and I mean for an extended version of one of those skits because all of a sudden you pan into this um, this club, this famous club, and who's in charge of it? You have a long-haired Alec Baldwin who's singing and gyrating, and it's funny because right. the last person you expect to see is Alec Baldwin, unless it's in the opening of the MTV Music Video Awards, right? And you realize you realize somebody went to him, or he made it clear to his agent, like I want to have a lot of fun. Put me in with somebody who's going to just make me get out of my typecast and do it. This is this is kind of what happens, you know, it's not necessarily Paul Giamatti's character, but all of these people that take and Russell Brand fits perfectly. He's not like he's a surprise. But there are other people that pop up during the course of the movie who are kind of like they're only in it because it's going to be fun and they think it's going to be like this skit that'll break their right. their stereotype. I'm kind of curious if um he's had a little bit of success with it. And the last time I remember an actor doing this like like he seems to be doing was Robert De Niro, who played this guy in every film he was in, like this guy you don't cross at right. all, or you're going to wind up in a hole in some desert somewhere. And then he started doing some comedies, and it was all he could think of. He's like, I want to be funny. I want to do these things now. And then he want right. to 
you know, an okay record of comedies and not so funny comedies, and some really really bad ones, and a couple really really bad ones. It's interesting to see the reaction that Tom Cruise has got after being in Tropic Thunder, where he played Les Grossman and killed. I mean, that's the funniest part of that whole film when right. he's on the screen. And this is kind of like that. He's again, he's like, I'm not taking myself super serious. Maybe it's time to just do what no one thinks I'm going to do, which is sing to crotches, have my crotch sung to, you know, do all these weird things. And he's trying to have a lot of fun with it. And I think people are going to react to that. Even though our review, even though our review of this movie isn't necessarily super positive, I actually kind of wonder, like, how do you review a film, both for yourself personally, but also knowing that it may not be made for you? I don't think this film was made for you, and I'm not speaking just for you, because I don't right. think it was made for me either. Right. But I don't think this film is going to do bad, and I don't think that the people who are going to enjoy it are going to think badly of it. I just think this isn't for us. Well, sure. I mean, I know that's part of the I review think thing, but I how think do there you... are probably people that this movie is for, but... Well, it's not like saying, okay, at, I think there's a certain religion point, for cares? everybody, too. But I actually think, even though we didn't have a great time with it, I can think of a lot of people I would say, go see this film, you're going to really dig it. Like, my review is kind I of can, fluid on this. I can, too, but I don't think that's a good thing. I, I don't I don't think... <laughs> These are people you want I don't to punish. Think, it's sort of like, you know, if you know well, me... It, all right. If you, that's sort of, you can go too far with that, I think. I mean, and that could also be just because I like the movie a lot less than you. And and mm-hmm. maybe I has I found a lot less to appreciate. I think some people could have a kind of an okay time with it, maybe. But I think if you know me and I come up to you and say, I, I recommend you go see Rock of Ages, I think you'll really like it. You know, your response should be, hey, <laughs> yeah, know, what did I do? You? Things we can't say yeah. <laughs> on the show. No, we can say anything no, here. Um, Okay, we are getting pretty close on time. So now the thing is, because I really want to know, because I was going to set something up, and you may have spoiled it. So well, I didn't know. I know, but you got to tell me these things. That's how that works. So uh, well, it wouldn't matter anyway. It's not like you could avoid spoiling it. You just may have spoiled it. But (laughs) (laughs) thanks. So okay, what what's your rating? Before we're totally running. All right, my my rating for this is. One and three quarters stars, and I think it's too bad. <laughs> you know, you love my three quarters. I know you love the three quarters. That's why I give it. I it's just, it's I too just, bad. I just love that you talk like we're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So I'm just gonna say you can go on, but I was gonna, I was gonna give it, I was gonna give it like one star, one and a half star. Right. Something like I liked that. it a little more than you. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're talking like you're four, and I'm no, no, no. I'm zero. I'm, I was gonna say that. Then you go I'm, one and three quarters. I'm one and three quarters stars. And if the movie had been as short, because I really feel like that was the only reason that kept this from being more entertaining. It, it sucks to look at a movie that was like two and a half stars potentially just lose so much because of the running time. Yeah. And and really, I'm telling you, if you if you're in. This is why I'm saying this movie's not for us. If they really like this film and they're happy to be in that glee world, which is alien to me. I'm not into that right now. What, you um, mean viewers? Yeah. Okay. If, if this is for them, then they're probably going to be like, wow, you guys really rated that too low. I'd give it this. Right. I, I think I just watched a two-and-a-half-star film that really gets much lower because it was too long. Right. Well, that, That's my feeling on it. So. I think it, it it could have been higher. We may we may go over because there is one thing that I remembered that I wanted to talk about, but we have All a little right. bit of time. But I was going to say, like, one. I'll tell you, right when I walked out of the movie theater, actually, when we were about maybe an hour and 15 minutes in, I was at zero. And, were you really? And, yeah. I, 
And I was going, you've got to be kidding me. But um, when you got up to leave for a second, I thought you were leaving. <laughs> like, I know you ran out for a second and you right. came right back in, but I thought, wow, he's had enough. Because you were really like. I would probably say something to you if I was leaving. I think probably it's going to end up being one star okay. um, for me. That's just, I, I had a lot of other problems with it. <laughs> for starters, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even want to get into it and there's no time, but some people's voices in this movie drove me up wall. You didn't like uh, hearing Tom Cruise sing? <laughs> no, he was he was okay, I guess. Oh. It was actually the girl. I could not say her voice. Wow. She was like on helium. The whole, really? It was like listening to someone on helium saying, huh? Um, so anyway, we're going to wrap up. Interesting. We're going to wrap up, and I I have one or two things maybe that I want to talk about after. But since this is going to cut off really soon, so it's it it's strange. The reason I started cracking up is because you seem so much more positive than me, and your rating is like a smidge. It's tw- almost so, twice as but twice as much. You're at one. I'm almost at two. I liked yeah. it twice as much as you. All right. So um, I, I don't know. Shane <laughs> apparently recommends that you go see this, despite his one if and you three like, quarter if you rating. Like, hey, if you like I do Glee, not. if you like Glee or you like '80s hair music, go see the. That's it. Right. Uh, there, there probably are. I suspect if you went with a big enough group of people, maybe right. you'd have a good time. Right. But anyway, All we're right. out of time. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks. And the thing that I wanted to say, actually, and we can maybe get to one or two things, is that I remembered what I was going to say at the very beginning. Is this what I spoiled? No, what you spoiled. Oh. Okay, what what you spoiled, <laughs> and, you know, now we'll, next thing you know there will be like 15 things. But <laughs> the thing that you spoiled is what I was going to say is since this won't go anywhere and since we have, you know, we have fans or whatever um, – what I'm going to do, because this, like, will not end and somehow, like, will not change or whatever, is what I'm going to do is when we set up what movie we're going to see uh-huh. from now on, people can email in or leave a comment or or do whatever, right? And if they correctly predict the first <laughs> movie that, we that go our ratings off. differ <laughs> by three stars or more, Wow. Then the first ten people who email me, I'm going to give the movie. That's cool. So whatever movie that happens to be. So now here's the thing: you can't email me and bribe me privately, and <laughs> I get a copy of the film. And no, here's the thing: and when I put this on the website, I'm going to like make a big explanation and do like a whole thing of this because it really is kind of surprising me. You've that, been that, angling for us to go never, head to head against the film. I I it's just interesting. I just think that would be it's just a different show. It's just like yeah. it's just another kind of episode of the show. It it's like when yeah. we first started doing this, we were talking about, you know, like Siskel and Ebert and mm-hmm. it's like when you watch an episode of At the Movies and they agree on almost everything, right. It's a different episode of that show yeah. than when you tune in next week and and one is clear thumbs up, thumbs down, right. It's it's just a different thing. And it's just kind of surprising me more and more because I just I didn't yeah. think and it's you know there's actually a limited selection of movies and maybe these are not movies that individually it seems very surprising. We're going to if you them. look at each movie, right? right. But it just overall, it just seems like we've been doing this for a while and we practically <laughs> have the same rating every time. And like it's funny because I said you I, maybe you're going to spoil this because I'm going to rate it really low. Right, you and were you thinking sound I was going like to be like three and a half. Right, right, 
Right. And I don't know how you could think I had that three and a half feeling when I walked out of there being like, let's get out of here. Because everything you said so far <laughs> has been like completely in defense of the movie through the whole show. You were like, okay. No, no. You're I can, like, okay, okay, you know what's wrong with this movie? It's a little too long. Everything else it's you're like defending and saying, this is good, this is good, whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a lot too long. But that's a thing that I'm going to do, and I'll set that up that's when, cool. I, when I – Put it on. So here, here's the thing for you know people. You're going to have to go to areyouscreening.com and check it out. Um, but it's going to be there's like one prediction per email address. Okay. So you can't just email me every single week <laughs> and go. This is going to be the week right. that you guys are going to be different, right? right? Spider-Man. Dark so Knight, we yeah. will we will talk about this. Pro- probably every week at least yeah. we'll kind of mention it and That's cool. and we'll have links we'll have links to this thing and it will be like the whole I don't know predict when Shane punches <laughs> predict, Mark in the head we, or whatever predict when we fall out right know. so um, the other thing that I wanted to say though was for, back from the beginning when we were talking about we got emails from people and, yeah. and awesomeness actually there's another thing because one person did leave me a comment on Blog Talk Radio oh, cool. that said. Um, you know, Mark babbles on too long and just get to the damn point, stupid. Oh. So wow, that was you mean. know. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say Mark, I will, Mark I will, babbles I will, on too long. And I will you take that. Let, you need to let Shane. You're babble apparently on too fine. Long. Oh. You were not mentioned at all. You're, oh, that's you're good. good to go. Well, then so. I'll jump in. I'll jump in more. I'll right. give you more will, time to. I'll give you more time to drink more coffee. We will a rough night. And... We will take that. Okay. We will take that constructive <laughs> criticism into account. But anyway, the other thing that I wanted to say was I did get a couple of emails. Um, from people last week when we did Prometheus about that kind of very generally were suggesting that, you know, oh, you just don't, like, get sci-fi get it, and, oh, and whatever. Just sort of pointing out, I mean, I'm not going to say exactly what any, any anyone said. There there were two of them, I think, two or three maybe. But, yeah. And it, and but they all of them were the same general suggestion, you know, like you know, obviously people who don't like sci fi don't like alien and don't like aliens. Right. Even though you did say that you're like a big yeah, you know, I, fan I, of I, aliens and everything. Yeah. And the only reason I want to bring that up is that nothing could be further from the truth. I'm a right. huge sci fi so and fantasy fan. Yep. Um to almost the extent that it's gone wrong or something. I mean, yeah. I love science fiction and fantasy. It, and uh, I love a lot of really great books, right? And it's funny, we just were talking about, we saw the Great Gatsby trailer before this. Yeah, and, God. And the Great Gatsby is probably my favorite book of all time. And that is despite the fact that I really kind of wish it wasn't. Because it's too obvious an answer, and like oh, I'm not no. that guy. You know right, what I mean? You don't like it. Yeah. If you, we've if, had this talk about movies. If you too. Google like best books, it's always list, in the top ten. Yeah. It's always in the top like five, maybe right. or or Faulkner, something like that. Hemingway, and all then, these things. Yeah. And I don't like to be that guy. I don't like right. to have, but it just really is. Yeah. But if I see a list of the best books of all time, and somewhere in like the top ten or fifteen, maybe twenty, is not Dune, right? The list is meaningless Discounted. to me. Right. It, it, it has no relevance. Right. I mean, there, there's no way that that is not one of the best books of all time, to me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I think we both are ravenous yeah, science absolutely. fiction and fantasy fans. Absolutely. So, that had no bearing whatsoever in either right. of our reactions to that film. It's not well, it's like, like it's not like we didn't just see this film. And I, you know, I, you know, obviously, I'm just speaking for me as my part of the review, which is this is not like I'm not into Glee. Right. Like this movie might really appeal to you if you were. If I wasn't into sci-fi, I would be like, look, I don't dig alien movies, so maybe this right. taints my bias a bit. I love them, and that's why I think it's it's fair to say this didn't work for me, and I can tell you why, and then I can point you to seven films that do it right. Right. You know, that's that's where I think you build a little bit of credit. Right, um, and I think probably anything, any time that happened, you know, we would probably mention it. That's sure, like, sure. I mean, there's a sense of full disclosure get, about you it. You can't get right. us to stop talking anyway, right. so it would probably right. come up. We're over. And you, and you did mention Aliens, but, you know, like, I'm not really a big war movie guy, unless, except yeah. for, like, certain kinds of yeah. war spins, I guess. And I'm not really a gangster movie guy. Uh, anything that's got the yeah. mob in it, I'm not that big a fan, unless it's, like, some kind of strange twist on the mob um there's uh like a space mob there's it, yeah there's some movie i can't i can't even uh, I, I please don't say mobsters I, I, my I strange twist is able richard greco and christian no, slater no. it's no there's know. there's this movie uh with danny aiello and he owns a restaurant and something about the mob and it's got like dinner in the title i'm not even going to be able to think of it but but it's just it had it's, it's like it. It had, it, it's not straightforward right. in its mobness, you right. know. So and it's it's kind of about his two sons, I think, and one of them is kind of okay with the mob. The mob yeah. wants to take over his restaurant. I don't know. Anyway, it's just kind of roundabout. And then and then you know I dig that, but the, it usually can't just be like you know the next Godfather and right. the, or the next trying to be something. You know, The Godfather is very straightforward. I'm not the hugest fan of The Godfather either. I think it's a really good movie, but it's not like I don't I don't love it the way other people love it. Just that's because good. just yeah. because that's not my thing. Yeah, know? that's okay. But anyway, um I I did just want to mention that. That that's not our well, nothing to do with our yeah, problem and, with and the movie. There's certainly something to be said, and this will eventually like this is part of what you just alluded to. That we're going to disagree strongly. Like there's going to be a definite line, not a few stars here or there. Right. I mean, not a few points here or there, but stars. You know, if if people out there really love Prometheus and they really disagreed with our take on it, that's great. You know, I just I, I think that it's it's dangerous to just i mean i'm using it in a, a light hyperbolic kind of way but it it's dangerous to just discount someone who doesn't agree with your perspective as them not knowing what they are talking about no when, right when you know and it's cool if the people that sent you messages are like maybe you guys just don't like sci-fi right sure or, or no, maybe of, maybe we like, like it none of them were like mean and no no i understand but it's it. just a different take um it's just a different take on it but you know, there's there's the argument which I have with friends. You know, you know, we get into this sometimes, and I have other friends who love books and movies and comics like we do, and I ridicule some of the stuff that they love sometimes, and they come back and they're like, "Oh, we just don't like it anymore." And I say, "Maybe I like it more than you, and that's why I can be objective about it." Like, there's just you know, sometimes you just see it differently, and right. if you can back it up, I'm all for you saying you loved it and tell me why because well, I didn't and really and I can't see it. Really, it's like the backing it up. 
That's the biggest part. Don't just tell um, me and don't just and not me. But I used to I used to have another website for a little while and it never actually uh, came together. I got a couple of writers who worked on it with me at one point, but it never quite came together into what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And it was uh, MovieRoundtable.com, and like the you know the the message of it, it was uh, just going to be all like this, but with different people all the time, and you know whatever. But like the you know the tagline of the site was, it's not what movies you like, it's why you like them. Right. I don't care what movies. I mean, if somebody says Prometheus is great, I'm like, okay, why? Tell me. Right. If you don't have a good why, right, then I feel like I do get to dismiss you as just. Not knowing, not well, knowing what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. If you don't, I like it because it's you know it's pretty <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like Great, I can I can give you 700 Michael Bay films you really like, <laughs> right. but if you want like a heady film, you know, if you tell me you liked Prometheus because it was a lot like Lost, I believe you. Unfortunately, I sure. understand everything, that could be. and then that just means the line in the sand for us is you liked Lost and I didn't, right. you know, or you liked parts of it more than I did. Maybe that's right. the other way to say it. But if you're going to say it's the best thing Ridley Scott has done, I'm going to say when was the last time you watched Blade Runner, or, or you know, or Black Hawk Down, or, or anything, anything, you know. <laughs> right. uh, but anyway, that you know, it's it's always cool to have people leave feedback, and that's that's not a bad way to say what they're trying to say. I just, you know, I can easily say I disagree, and I can tell you why. Right. So, right. so okay, I just, I did want to get to that, because I, cool. but since we're talking about all the emails, yeah. anyway, that might as well get to that one, and I forgot about it. So, is there anything else you want to throw out about Rock of Ages? They rocked. I'm doing, the, I'm doing from, the devil horns right now. Apart from just like the whole movie, I love it. I'm going. I, I don't know. You know, over time, it, 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 over time, I, my rating of this might go down. Even I mean, yeah, as, I'm pretty. I'm pretty as, standard as I, where think, I as I think about it more. I think I'm pretty squarely <laughs> just at at one star, maybe just because the only reason it ends up getting the one star is because there are some kind of fun moments, and there are a few. You know, even like when Catherine. Jones. This is actually a bad segue because this is not a fun moment. But <laughs> when when uh, Catherine Z. Jones was doing the dance number in the church, right, right? That was just awful. Yeah, that was horrible. Right, painful to watch kind of I, stuff. And not only that, but that's when I started thinking. That's when I started looking at the movie, going they. They made up some of the budget they had to give to like Tom Cruise and Catherine Zeta Jones uh-huh. by like selling their cameras and buying like cheaper equipment to make the food movie right. with. Right. I mean, because it looks horrible. That scene yeah. looks like you know somebody shot it with their iPhone practically or something. There, there are scenes in there. I know we're getting off, but there are some scenes in there that I thought were entertaining and fun that didn't get ruined. And, you know, and some of them were kind of telling. There were a few. I, I, made it, I made a joke, you know, when we're we're three minutes into the scene and they're singing a poison song to introduce the the uh, um, the club. And one of the lyrics is, you know, ain't looking for nothing but a good time and it don't get better than this. And I right. looked over and, that's and, said, right at and the I beginning. said, this is indicative. If it's not going to get any better than this, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> right. I know the movie is long. Right. But and, there's a moment. And, and I think that was true. <laughs> I think that was there's a, there's a very there's a movie. funny moment, and this is one of the reasons. You know, it's just it's not a big, big, super stellar reason, but it's a it's a fun moment when um, the the female character, the female lead, Stacy, comes in and she's trying to get a job because she just got robbed, like what or you said Sherry. before. Sherry, sorry, oh, Stacy Jax is 
Tom Cruise. They all, everyone in the 80s had female right. names. Um, and Alec Baldwin looks at her and basically surmises the whole plot story. He's just like, let me guess, you did this, yeah. you had that, you had a relative that said you could do real good, you came here, you were fooled, you did this, and, and now and, you're going to do this. And, that and was what's fun. awesome is that he takes basically the whole movie in this one sentence and she goes... Well, it wasn't my my aunt, it was my grandmother. Or, and or it's an actual right. funny moment to foreshadow that if you're enjoying the movie, like it, it's it's tongue-in-cheek a bit, like saying, we know this movie's like any other story where right. boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl happily ever after, but it's very early on in the film, and I thought that was a cool touch. It, it's funny, too, because uh, I like that scene, too. Um, it th- That doesn't really get the movie very far, but I like that scene, too, because... Russell Brand in it too. Russell Those Brand guys like jumped steal. in too. Yeah. Those guys jumped, steal a lot of the scenes like, that they're in, and they're in. Baldwin says stuff. something like, "You were in the, uh, you know, third play of your right, and it was whatever." My, yeah. Sound and then music. Russell Brand goes, "Is the sound of music?" Yeah. <laughs> <He's just basically laughs> they like they, they jump in back and yeah. forth. They they were pretty good, but they were one of the things too where. You know, it's just, it's such an odd experience with the film because even at the end of the film, I'm like, well, so Russell Brand showed up for like a day and a half. Right. Because everything. <laughs> all you were doing was looking at call sheets. I in was, your mind, all I you was. had were call sheets and set sheets. I was. Oh, it was so man, funny, funny because I'm like, all right. I'm like, so they, the majority <laughs> of it was he's in that one room, too. Right. Like, I did it, too. I look at it sometimes. I just, my mind drifts if the movie's not holding me, and I'm like, okay, you had seven days with Gene Hackman. Right. <laughs> right. Four hours with Tom, you know, you basically just start entertaining yourself with what's behind <laughs> Exactly, the yeah. If only All right. this well, movie could do it itself. Right, okay, so, um, I, you know, I don't even know. that. That's where we are on Rock of Ages. <laughs> right. I, I would love to know where you are on yeah, Rock of Ages, I'm actually. Really so when this goes up on the website, and uh, this week was murder on me, so I didn't even get last week's episode <laughs> yeah, actually on? up on the page. Oh, come on. I didn't get. It. I didn't get. Anything you know, the other thing to week. tell everybody too is, you know, thanks for listening. It's really cool, and keep listening. But don't don't feel like if you don't put comments on the blog or on the page or on anything or send us messages, if you don't do it today or tomorrow, you know, send us Thursday, Friday. It doesn't right, matter. Exactly. If you want to tell me or Mark something that you saw because you just saw Dark Shadows, I want to hear it. You know, right. let us know. Uh, I'm I'm totally up for hearing anything about any of the stuff that you get to whenever you get to it. Right, absolutely. Even if it's, you know... It's just cool go, hearing from you. So go, get go in touch. Go back several you know? weeks. And I know um, just from my own experience that, you know, maybe people are first getting to this, you know. Right. Check out the early... If, yeah. if, you, if you then check out an earlier episode, you yeah. know, don't think, well, this is from whenever, so no point commenting. Absolutely. Right now. We'd love to comment. You know, we'll still talk about it. We, yep. You know, next week we'll go, hey, totally. somebody... Somebody chimed in on Dark Shadows, right. and I think they were right about right. You know, whatever. So, so yeah, don't, don't let want that men in black, don't, don't let that, don't <laughs> let that hold you back. Right. But you still have your book report to give us on the first two movies and how oh, yeah. they how they made the third one better. Now that you've been no, I, I posted now, to JD. I told him I'm like it doesn't you, change the movie at all. It just fixes that one moment. Now, now that you it, it's still out. burning, but anyway. Um, also, um, we we love to hear from the fans. Okay. But um, if you want to help us out, go to iTunes. And right. if you're not subscribed already through iTunes, subscribe through iTunes and give us a rating on iTunes because that is actually 
freakishly helpful to us. Ridiculously so. helpful. Can we? Can you put a link for the iTunes? Not on Blog Talk Radio, obviously, but on Are You Screening? I always do. There's you a have little, it? Okay. There's a little iTunes logo cool. at the bottom of yeah, every that would be very so you can cool. go straight to that page. All right. So next week. Vampire Hunter. Vampire Hunter, right, Abraham Lincoln. Because, That's what I it, because it's Brave and Abraham Lincoln, and I'm thinking we're not going to do Brave. Right. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking what we might do. Seeking a friend for the end of the world would be fun, but this is like what we talked about. The beginning. It would, It's going to be Abraham Lincoln. It, it would, too. Uh, for this week, I would, I would not mind <laughs> doing Vampire Hunter. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I know next week you didn't want to do Ted the week after, but I don't want to do Ted, but we're going to do Ted. Right, because you don't want to do not doing Magic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I was thinking we might do, actually, is that as we get kind of closer to the end of the year, and it becomes award time and, you know, like screeners start rolling in for stuff, um, the specifically award screeners, whatever, Uh, as we get towards the end of the year, what we might do is throw in like a show where we cover maybe like yeah. two or three or even four movies that we didn't see weekly, right. like all at once. Catching up, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that'd be cool. Get through some of that. We can run the clock and be like, we got 20 right. minutes to do this or 10 to right. do that, and so because then that's just gonna, you know, when we have our end of the year list or whatever, it's just gonna yep. be all it, of a sudden it'll, it'll, it'll be a little weird. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so cool. uh, we will we will leave you with that. Please check us out at areyouscreening.com, and we will see you next week. Yeah. yeah. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.